Welcome to It's In The Can, the podcast that tries to help you decide what's worth watching on TV, particularly if you're in lockdown. I'm your host, Boozer, and I'm joined by my co-hosts slash judges, our equivalent of Manu and Pete Evans, a big welcome to Ticker and Dogmat. Wow. Uh, who's the conspiracy theorist, uh, Tick? Oh, that, that's got to be that's got to be me, surely. Although really? you, you don't you don't mind putting the tinfoil hat on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> tinfoil. No. Speaking of lockdown, guys, um, any of us from Maidstone or um, Keylor Downs? <laughs> if so, this um, is the show for you. I missed out. I think Moreland got a in Brunswick West, so I was not pretty close to home, but um. I was kind of hoping I'd get called out. I wouldn't want a bit of lockdown and just staying at home watching a few uh, movies. Well, it's not like you've left your home for like six months. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I heard that what you have... stated that you will never return to a normal office environment ever again. Is that yeah, right, Dogman? Yeah, it's in writing as well, actually. So, yeah, I'm hoping to stay home um, for a while. Now, the, there's bigger news in lockdown, everybody. Uh, Tick has taken a tumble. <laughs> yes. I have. Yeah. And by I, everybody, uh, everybody, are you referring to us three and the and our mums who <laughs> listen? Yeah. Well, that's that's the fan base at the moment. And <laughs> I, I must say, uh, my first thought when I did hit the hit the turf, uh, being the asphalt of the road uh, on Saturday, was God. What are my what's my fan base going to do? Like, <laughs> it's in the can episode three. <laughs> Um, but you know, uh, like Lazarus himself, I've risen to the, to the occasion, a couple of broken ribs, a uh, bit of bark off the old elbow. And luckily the face was okay though. That's the most important thing. Anyone but the face. I was worried when I, when the news came in, I was a bit concerned, but, um, and, glad, glad to hear that. And not a high, I thought you might have a high pitch voice, but the, the tone's at the, the right level, right decimal yeah, point. I didn't cop the seat in the nether region. <laughs> it was more of a, I actually did a, uh, a Superman basically role, which Dogmate, you are familiar with. I saw yeah, you yeah, did do familiar. that once. Um, did the Superman role, managed to take almost the entire impact uh, at 35Ks an hour on the ribs, which is not ideal. Feel a little bit like. Uh, Dipper in the 1989 Grand Final, um, but uh, no, nah, it's all good. How's everyone else? How's everyone else's week? I have looked a little worse than um, Sylvan, Jack Sylvan. Oh, little, um, it was a lot harder than that, and yeah. I oh, did just not two carry points on. on that. The last time that Dogman did something like that, I saw it, and that was at a that was at a nightclub. So it's a slightly <laughs> different setup. And when I heard about the face, it was almost as bad. It was when I heard something happen to Jago Amira's jaw earlier in the year. And I thought, oh, please, no. Like, Wowzers. You know, break his leg, but please, we're, let's we're, not touch his face. We're speaking of footy. A um, couple of rounds or a few rounds have gone by. How are you guys feeling with watching the footy? Has it been great to be back? Are you guys kind of not well, really interested given lockdown? and where you know, you know you're in trouble when the only good news story and the only sort of games that I've enjoyed has been the Gold Coast <laughs> and yeah. enjoying a guy that tucks his shorts, uh, <laughs> you know, right up to his armpits. Um, you know things aren't going that well. And I tune out of my own games and they've actually been good. Collingwood games have been quite interesting, but they've, what yeah, is it? Uh, is, it the, is it the fake crowd noise? Is it the shortened yep, time? Like, is it just not? It doesn't feel for real. The shortened time, yeah. I reckon, um, means that the game can be over. And we've like Collingwood sort of piled on five or six goals in a couple of games, and then the game's just 
they yeah. just lock it down. It's really boring. And Hawthorne sort of did that on in a couple of games as well, boys. Uh, yeah, and it was interesting to to hear Clarko spend the entire press conference bagging the state of the game. And, mm. he, you know, he raised a point, I'll text you about it, that I know Buckley has made on a few occasions around, um, you know, the simplest way to solve it is to simply start applying the rules. And it seemed that in 2016, they started to throw the rule book out. Yep. And uh, they yep. sort of... Um, is it fair to say it's oscillated at times in terms of how well it's been applied and not? Mate, it oscillates from one game to the next. Yeah, or, or like, one quarter to the next, actually. It used, like, it used uh, to be the old, Paul Rouge used to say, you watch Friday night to find out what the rule of the week is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fair point. Yeah. yeah. So well, anyway, anyway. That, that said, I've actually enjoyed footy being back, but yeah. it, hasn't captured, it hasn't captured my interest as much as in previous years to the point, for example, I don't watch as many games as I normally would. Um, despite the fact there's not much else to do. And yeah. I haven't been watching the shows during the week. Um, um, they're, hard. they're hard to watch when there's over-sensationalisation after people haven't played footy for, for two months and one week in you're calling for coaches' heads and that at Tyrol. It's been a bit over the top. But the only a mate one... of mine said that this year's flag, the, the size of the asterisks against it will be larger than the Premiership Cup. Um, is that, and they sound like Caro when you said that. With asterisks. <laughs> <laughs> I was going, is it, I think my brain was going, it's not okay, it's not okay. <laughs> but asterisk. I feel okay, no, no doubt. Uh, so nonetheless. Um, should we move on to anything relating to our normal format or I'm pretty happy to stick to what we're talking well, about now if you'd look, like. Look, I think, I think you make a good point that you don't watch the shows and I think actually the content was since footy's comeback has actually dropped a little bit. Like mm. they haven't been releasing and they're probably running out of uh, material. Netflix and Stan and these services are running out of stuff because they haven't been able to film in the last sort of five yeah. months or so. And there seemed to be a rush to release things a few months ago, possibly not thinking that this would go on for this period of time internationally. Mm. But but look, there has been a couple of things dropped, which we'll I think we'll get to in the next yeah. segment. Uh, and then before that, do we want to do an update regarding oh, uh, your sure thing <laughs> last month? I I haven't I've look I'm a bit I'm a bit frightened after what Tick said last last podcast. This is about Operation Odessa. Feedback, but yeah. Ari, you were going to be the tiebreaker. You were going to yeah. Operation Odessa and tell us what you think. And it looks like you're taking off the gloves, a la Rocky Three. So uh, no, no, no. Uh, in the you know as per uh, you know my mentor Darth Vader, harsh but fair. I'll be. So um, I did watch it with interest. You did say it was a sure thing. So I kept in mind, is this for everyone? <laughs> and suffice to say, the answer is no, it's not for everyone. Um, yeah. Uh, if you don't mind misogynistic material, primarily <laughs> focused on drugs, nightclubs and stealing vehicles, um, then you'll be fine. But As I said, it's a sure thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah <that's> right. <laughs> um, uh that said, I did disagree with Ticker. I didn't think it was unwatchable. I watched it from Say start that. to end. I, I said I fell asleep three times. <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry. Um, you could certainly have a few screens in between you and the main screen and still oh, keep up. Oh, yeah. Uh, yep. The characters, um, the various raconteurs that were involved <laughs> were uh, uh, Tarzan and co were interesting. Uh, look, the people that produced it have certainly followed a formula. Um, and so it's pretty snappy. Uh, some some of the dialogue, a bit like this show, probably drags on. Um, but uh, overall, I got through it. 
Whatever made, do you mean? They made, they made you, more exactly. Were like you entertained, Bush? I was. Um, I thought it wasn't too bad. Certainly better than some stuff I've seen recently. And I wouldn't call it a 50-50. I'd give it a win to Dogmat 51-49. Oh, beautiful. On oh, yeah, not a sure thing, but certainly, um, you know, not the worst uh, documentary I've, I've ever seen. Certainly watchable. Victory on points. Well done, dog. <laughs> That's right. Uh, now, so shall we go to our first segment or do you want to... Good idea. Good else? idea. Uh, and that is the Streaming Awards. And for the first award, over to you, Ticker. Okay, thanks, Buzz. Well, um, despite saying that there wasn't much content, one show that dropped last Sunday, I think, uh, is on Foxtel, and it's a BBC show called Quiz. Uh, it's about a true story about um, a guy who basically cheated and won um, and then eventually got um, charged. Uh, who wants to be a millionaire, as Eddie would say? It's a re- really, really good show. Like, actually, it's one episode at a time, which is you have to have a bit of patience. Mm. Um, so it sort of drops the same time as um, Game of Thrones used to on a Sunday. Um, and, yeah, it's really, really good. Enjoying it so far. I uh, highly recommend it for anyone that's interested in sort of good British um, documentary, um, so, so not documentary, doc, uh, miniseries sort of stuff. Great acting. It's got... Um, I think it's uh, one of the guys from Succession. Succession yeah. yeah. Uh, and it's got the sister from Fleabag. Um, so, yeah, it's got some really, really good acting in it. Um, really enjoyed it and highly recommend it to any of our viewers. Slash and it's listeners. also got the guy who's, who plays a lot of famous people, and I've forgotten his name. Anyway, it'll come to me, but who plays the host. Um, yes, Chris Tarrant. Former magpie. That's his name. Oh, oh, right. That's the name of the host. Yeah, yeah. 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 He's, um, he's, the, he's the Eddie of England. It's, uh, it's an indictment that I don't remember the name of the actor, but anyway, it'll come to me later. Ma- Ma- something Martin, I think. Um, have you seen it, Dogman? No, I haven't, but I've kind of heard about it. It piqued my interest when I heard about it, and now that, uh, that Tick's introduced, it's definitely something that will be on the, uh, on the cards to oh, see. Oh, yeah, it's good value. And at a yeah. time slot, not, not unlike Game of Thrones, based on real events, so... <laughs> and, and Tick, it's got that. I'm, I'm assuming it's got that slick BBC production. Yeah, yeah, really, really good. And like, yeah. actually, the the interesting bit that I found was the background into how Who Wants to Be a Millionaire was made and how it's the first ever quiz show. Um, whereas most other things are sort of not um, done in that style with uh, multiple choice and how having multiple choice actually makes it more difficult. Um, so yeah, it was just a really, really good um, show and enjoyed it. Excellent. And, uh, and it's Michael Sheen, by the way, that I was trying to think of. Uh, oh, Charlie Sheen's brother. Yeah, exactly. Um, so Dog Matt, over to you for your award. Well, um, yeah, so there's been a lot of sports on lately and, you know, I'm, I'm one to generally like to watch a lot of sports and docos and sometimes comedies, but the uh, the good lady wife, um, she generally... to to, uh, likes to watch shows that probably have the word love in the title. I know, Tick, your wife has a no love in the title no. policy. It's fair no to love. say it's that. More of a, 
more of a blood or <laughs> well it's better to say that if it hasn't got love in the title it's definitely got love in the theme so um in an attempt to watch tv together in the evening um i've picked a couple of, of shows and the first one is love life which is on stand um which is really look it's a romantic comedy but it's got enough there for for the guys and the girls to watch uh it stars the uh, Anna Kendrick, which I think is a slightly less attractive Kendrick, but she's the more fun and uh, the more relatable Kendrick. Yeah, she's Who's the, the more attractive Kendrick. Kendrick, um, Kendrick uh, Lamar, I think. The girl from uh, the Dragon Tattoo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, was uh, what's her first name again? Stephen. Um, <laughs> no, the the. Um, <laughs> The she's from Pitch Perfect, I think, is yes. it Anna Kendrick? She's actually really, really good comedic Anna actress. Wins, actress. Yes, yes, yes. Very is, good. It, is it Mara Kendrick? Is it her sister? You can't look up that. Who knows? Anyway, love all the Kendricks. Look, really quickly, it's a a smarter, less trying to be funny Sex in the City. Uh, it's got a great script. It's easy to watch. Look, it's got it's a female's perspective. Uh, on, on the challenges of life and all that, so love life and friends and work. But there are some real douchebag guys in the show that um, are well written in and, and, and pretty funny to watch and a bit more relatable for the guys as well. But it's a good couples show and it's the whole season's available and, and it's easy enough to watch and very bingeable. Um, so that's my first show that I'm recommending. Okay. Uh, so, my, yes, thank you. Uh, my award, and unlike the two of you, I'm going to stick to the format and give my award a title. So, <laughs> I'm going to call it, I was going to call it the, it says Queen of the South is the, uh, the, the person or the, the show that wins the award. I was going to call it the Women's Equal Rights to Run a Cartel Award, but I've decided to call it the Plot Hole Award because <laughs> it's got more plot holes than uh, any of the Star Wars films and they're set in space. But the amazing thing about this show is despite all the plot holes and the very low budget for series one, it is bingeable in my view. It's um, very fast pace. The plot does not get, plot timeline, all that sort of stuff doesn't get in the way of action sequences and the like. Um, pretty good actors and actresses uh, in there, particularly the two main actresses. If you're interested in playing a drinking game whilst watching a TV show, um, throw in the words business or product and I'm telling you, they get thrown around like two cent coins in this show. Um, and uh, the only problem is there's only three of the five series available on Netflix. So it's on Netflix, but um, I would recommend it um, for a pretty easy watch, which to use your standard ticket, you could probably have three or four screens between you and the main screen and still keep just, up. Just quickly on that, um, I noticed that we must be trending because there's a new category on um Netflix, where mm-hmm. you can have the category, which is you can watch this while watching your phone category. Get out. Yeah, no, it was just a, it was just a bit oh, of a right. gag on uh, on Facebook today. They said that that would be a new a new category of um of TV shows. Like it. Well, maybe that could be one of your next awards. Uh, now I think Dom, well, you've got an uh, extra. Just, just a quick just a quick one. Is there a touch of uh, is is there any believability? I'm hearing it's a bit of a far fetched. Uh... <laughs> yeah. Look, I've <laughs> never personally been involved in a cartel. 
there's a, there's a bit of Fast and Furious about the, uh, the show. Yeah, 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 not because of the, the distances that cars can jump, but yes, overall, I mean, the number of times you could get yourself in a bind within 30 minutes is, you know, a bit ridiculous. But it, it's easy to watch. I will say it's easy to watch and, and there are some good performances that keep you, you know, interested as well. Okay. Um, so, Dogman, yes, yep, you've got an extra award. Now, I'm, I'm not, look, this is a great Aussie Butler Award I'm going to give this. Um, it's it's The Letdown. It's on Netflix. Now, I'm not sure if you guys have ever heard of the show or come across it. What's it called? The Lockdown the or The Letdown? Letdown oh, okay. The Letdown. According to the run sheet, it's Lockdown. The Lockdown. <laughs> lockdown. That's I think maybe you're channeling, anyway. your, <laughs> channeling your fears about whose um, postcode is going to get read out. It's on Netflix and it was kind of one of the highlight shows. So we started watching it. What I found out later that it was actually released on ABC in 2016. Season one shot around Melbourne. And it's just a, it's a look, anyone who's got a family or a newborn or young family or kids, it's about a family struggling with, you know, having a new baby in the family and life changing. Um, no one's ever been through that. Yeah, no, no. Slightly neurotic mother. Um, the, the, uh, the, the, the husband's a cracker. He's, he's really funny and, Represents the male human in the show really well. Um, she's got a mother's club that are just all oddballs and lunatics, and it's just—it's a pretty good show. And look, it's, it's just a great. documentary about your life. <laughs> <laughs> no, just good to get some Aussie humour on TV, and it sits really well, and it's very relatable, and one of the most binge-worthy shows at the moment on really on Netflix. Really, so, I, I am going to note that down. Yeah, the yeah. lockdown, even though the, it's the, the letdown. The, the letdown. The letdown on Netflix. Um, look, I rate 7.5 on IMDb and I think 91% on Rotten Tomatoes. So it can't be that bad. Let me tell you um, something interesting on that point. Operation yeah. Odessa has yeah. 100%. Has it's because it had, rate. I think I'm the only one who's done the review now, Buzz. Sorry? <laughs> I think I'm the only one who's done the review. Yeah, I thought, no, hold on. The producers have paid someone there. So actually using that as a, as a benchmark, what does it rate on your Operation at Decimeter? Is it a sure thing? Uh, look, I mean, we've all got young families and this is a really good way to bring the, the, the better half into it in, in, in front of the TV with you. And look, it's, it's a pretty good show. I mean, there's not much Aussie humour going around that's worth watching. I mean, I, I found myself watching Cracker Jack the other day just to try to get a bit of it. It's a lot better than that, I can tell you. I, so. watched, okay. I watched three minutes of AFL 360 and... <laughs> And Robbo had me in stitches with some of his um, uh, emulsification of the English language. Oh, but um, yeah. you digress. <laughs> his attempt to wear a suit. Um, so uh, I think that's it for the awards. And next up, we've got Jumped the Shark. So Jump the Shark, that's where we talk about shows that were once or never were any good. And they have now officially jumped the shark. And the first one is with you, Ticker. Look, this is where I come into my own buzz. I must say I'm a bit of a negative Nancy. no, please. (laughs) Um, And look, there was a show that came out, I reckon it was two years ago on Netflix called The Sinner. Uh, Really enjoyable first series, great first series. Um, very attractive Jessica Biel. Um, the main actor is Bill Pullman. He's fantastic in it also. Um, it sort of traced a, a pretty vicious murder and then in the subsequent um, explanation behind the murder. 
and really, really great show. Loved it. And then that went into a second series with a completely different cast apart from um, Bill Pullman and just didn't have the same um, sort of gravitas as the first season, um, in my opinion. Got a bit uh, laborious and I didn't actually make it through the second episode, I reckon. Um, and now it's on to a third and, yeah, it's well and truly jumped the shark. I don't know if you guys have watched any of the no. sitter. No, no. I highly recommend the first. Second's horrible. Third, didn't even get a get a look in. Right, yeah, I, I had it on my list. Uh, and then when I saw on the run sheet that you had it on the jump the shark list, I... I've thought twice about it. So, what's thank you for the heads up? I mean, when someone says something to someone says that the first season's a cracker, yeah, the second and third are not great. That's a no, no watch. I mean, you don't want to invest even for yeah. one of the seasons of great show. You don't want to then fall. No, and it is number one. Next. It is number one this week on the Netflix. That, that says to me, Buzz, a bit what we were saying before. There's so little new content out at the moment. Like mm. it did only just drop season three, like maybe two, two weeks ago. There's a lot of buzz um, about it, but I think because of the mm, previous series, perhaps. Yeah, you know, the previous series were really good. Oh, first one first in particular, one. really good. Um, look, I, I won't comment too much on the second one, but because um, I didn't get past the second episode, but not having the the main actress in it from the first season, oh, I so just Jessica Biel's yeah. not in it without nah, not the, in it at right. all. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So it just fails in that regard. That's and good. I don't know if um, Dog, you found that with True Detective once the first. I know yeah. you really enjoyed that. Did you like the second and... Nah, I mean, but they, they were, I think what they, they call them anthologies, which means each season stands on its own. Yeah. And, I mean, they just have like a loose theme to connect them. That's the what first one was just too. Yeah. And, and, and it's right. like, I mean, not having Jessica Bill and it's like, it's like Godfather 3 not having Robert Duvall in it. I mean, it's, you, you've got to basically have your main, you know, in there. Um, well, it's like Caddyshack too, to, you know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> most of the cast wasn't there, so why did they bother? Um, yep. Uh, speaking of uh, your views, Dogmat, uh, you wisely or not decided to watch Eurovision with Will Ferrell. <laughs> what did you think? So, so I guess Eurovision's the the new show. It's 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 there on Netflix. They've just released it this week. Um, I, I, I'm going to say heavily promoted. Yep. yep. And I, I might say Will Ferrell's maybe um, jumped the shark. That might be mm. my mm, my um, my edge on it. Um, he's obviously been given. Um, uh, limitless amount of money when it comes to Netflix with not enough, I think, people um, going through his script. Um, as a concept, you know, the first bit Eurovision, it's, a, it's something that can easily made a parody of. It's, it's, it's funny for about five minutes and then you realise it's a one-joke movie. <laughs> <laughs> What's the and, one joke about? Um, oh. And look, had, there's just no laughs. There's no, there's there no was, laughs. There, there was, as you said. Of, uh, nights. It's just... And, so I think I got into the half an hour to 40 minutes tick and yep. pressed the, um, the old button that shows me how long to go and <laughs> realised it went for two hours. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't believe it. Two hours and, and three minutes. Did and you I, was just hoping, I was hoping it was going to be a racial uh, uh, vilification Sorry? joke so we just take off and Netflix and everything and not have to watch the rest of it. Oh, right. It was oh, that well, bad. I thought about where this was going. I thought this is going to get taken off. <laughs> it, it was a hard watch. Um, the accents, the scripts are poor. Um, and I guess I've got to ask a question now to you guys. Will Farrell, when's his last good movie? I, I would say, I think. Um, What's the one was his in jail? Step Brothers is probably one of his best. Oh, that, yeah, was that his most recent good one? No, no, no. Oh, is that a get, get Hard, Get Hard. I didn't mind Get Hard. Get Hard was, we watched that at yeah, the okay. movie together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yep, yep, yep. That had a few laughs. Uh, yeah. Good. 
That was good. How long um, ago was Anchorman 2? Oh, the other... Is he in the other guys? Or the, the other guys... That's, no, that's older. Was good. Yeah, the oh, other so, guys are much older. I think when he's not a lead man, that helps. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he bounces off someone. Oh, he's been he, in those Daddy Comes Home movies. Oh, they're, they're actually really good. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I love those movies. Now, now... <laughs> I need to say one thing as, you know, pretty critical of it. I'm, I'm happy for everybody to watch it and give me their own feedback. You're allowing it? <laughs> but the Eurovision fans are rallying around this movie. Are they? It's currently okay. rating 6.7 on IMDb and every critic that said it has written badly about it has been scathed by Eurovision. Well, like the Church of Scientology. <laughs> around the world. Um, there is one scene, dog, <laughs> the film clip at the start, I just almost wet myself. He was... <laughs> So yeah. that was really funny because it's yeah. they've put all the entire budget right. into this film clip right, yeah. right. of him and Rachel McAdams, and he's just going like, "Ha ha ha!" There is a joke, but it's yeah. just a long joke. Only. Yeah. Um, it looked that, a bit. But I saw the trailer and thought, "This is a bit Blades of Blades of Glory." Like, yeah, like, but that was that, funny. That though. was funny. Yeah, right. That was That's funny. There's just no good. jokes. Um, all right. Okay. So you're you're so a that's big fan a, of your uh, no type for me. Well, for me, um, uh, I've talked a bit about the show, uh, I think, on episode one. We're on episode three. Who would have thought we'd ever get this far? A bit like, um, <laughs> a bit like uh, Lisa Presley and Michael Jackson. They said we'd never make it when they I got think, to the year. I think we're doing slightly better than Sam Newman's new podcast. Oh, but anyway. oh, wow. <laughs> I don't know. You almost got close a few minutes ago. But, um, anyway, um, uh, Billions, which has been a great series for the first four series before this series five, has gotten, you know, it's just... As a friend of mine said, who loves it, whatever they're selling, I ain't buying. And uh, if there's one good thing that's come out of coronavirus, it has struck this show down as it jumped the shark. The last episode was about episode five, six, seven, whatever it was. They basically ripped off the show and film Limitless. And it was a train wreck episode. And um, they actually mentioned coronavirus during it. And they have been unable to complete the series. And I looked, I looked into it to see, you know, sometimes with this series, it gets a, a, you know, a new showrunner or a new director or a new writer or something. Nothing's changed. They've just um, obviously run out of ideas and started sending it out. So um, if you do like, if you know watch Billions, watch the first four series. They are outstanding. But as I might have tipped previously, they probably should have stopped there because this series is a stinker. That, that's one show I haven't started. And I'll, I'll probably oh, be excellent. Yeah, and that's one that I will invest for the four seasons because apparently there is some high watermark sort of um, TV and some great shows now. Yeah. And what it's got, which, you know, I didn't mention this earlier with Queen of the South. The Queen of the South has like no light. There's no characters that you, there's, there's one, there's that King guy, that King, whatever his name is, but, but he's very rarely used. Whereas they've got one or two characters that give you a couple laughs, you know, every episode. Um, a bit like, not as much as Succession does, but there's a bit of that in there as well. So, um, and the production value quality is super high. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you'd love it. Um, any others we've got for Jump the Shark or should we I move do, on yeah. to? Look, oh, yes. I'm just going to say, because I promised that I would review the uh, doco on ESPN, which is on Fox. Um, that was the 30 for 30 Bruce Lee. Yep. And, oh, yes. um, mate, it was laborious to say the least. Uh, it went for, I reckon, two hours plus. It was really boring. Sorry. Uh, yeah. say? No, there, there was another doco that came out I don't know, five, six years earlier that on Bruce Lee that was made a lot more, a lot easier to watch. And, and, and the topic matter was a bit more, I don't know why, they just seemed to, to, to miss all the, the best bits in the topic. That's what I thought. I was wait. I watched. 45 minutes of it waiting for some really good, you know, karate scenes or 
just anything. Like he was a real pioneer and it was just rubbish. It's boring. There's a lot that they could have drawn on, but yeah. That, that was yeah. right. And so again, what's it called? To the ones we avoid. That was called. Sorry, B water. B water. Yep. Yeah, it's currently still on ESPN. If you go in the backlog, or on KO, they've also got in the backlog of ESPN films. Right. So if you want to watch something you're probably not going to enjoy, get on to B water. And without any further ado, we get to our next segment called "Don't You Forget About Me." But don't you forget about me is some classics. And the first of the classics is over to you, Ticker. Thanks, Buzz. Now, this show is called The Fall. Uh, it is on Netflix, I believe. And it's a BBC show uh, starring Jamie Dormer, who is from um, the show Fifty Shades, 50 Shades oh, of Grey. Yes, 50 Shades oh. of Grey. Yes, um, yes, yes. And Gillian Anderson uh, from oh. The X Files. They're the two main stars of the show. And I think it may be. And Sex Education. She- yes, and Sex Education. Hmm. Um, she is a police investigator, has a very, very weird accent in this show. Um, and Jamie Dormer is a serial killer, um, not to give away <laughs> the whole <laughs> premise of the show. Right. Um, it's. Ex- unbelievably good shows. Probably a- apart from um, Sex Education and Fleabag, probably the best show I've seen in the last two years right. uh, since Game of Thrones um, became crap in season seven. And right. really fascinating, uh, like grips you every episode. I think it's um, on it hit three seasons. I think and really good. If you like serial killers, if you like Dexter, you love this show. If you like BBC, you love this show. Gillian Anderson's really good. Jamie Dormer is unreal. He is fantastic. And really? Because he was highly... almost as wooden as Brad Pitt in those... Yep. Um, Horrible. Yeah, those grey films. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so they're not... like It's it's nothing like any of that stuff. He's a British actor, so he... You know, he he's just... Yeah, it's a really good show. I highly recommend it. Okay. Any of you seen it? No. 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 no but I've recommend it. Pencil down. Yep. Dog Matt, have you got one? Yeah, um, I just want just before I, I, I give that show, I just want a special mention. Uh, since we're going, don't you forget about me. Crocodile Dundee was on Channel Nine, and it's streaming. <laughs> oh, God, this has gone oh, off my, Broadway. My, my wife had never seen it, so we just put it on, and what I have a to movie! Admit, it's still funny. Oh yes, yeah, of course it's funny. I just anyway, so that's a little bit of a side based, right, based right. on actual events too. Yeah. Look, uh, I think, look, and now I'm hesitant to call it my sure thing because I've been battered and bruised after only one oh podcast. But this is my sure thing of the week. It's a show called McMafia, which is on Prime, or Amazon oh, Prime. Prime. Amazon, yeah, right. Yep. Um, and look, it's, 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 it's a modern day godfather. It's, a, it's, it's one season and just about a Russian family that's migrated to England. Um, the family, um, uh, well, the, the father of the family uh, bought his way out of the mafia in, in, in um, Russia and tried to go to England and make a fresh start. So the kids are Harvard graduates. They're all clean skins. And all of a sudden, um, their past life catches up with them and really forces the, the, the children to make some decisions. And it, it's pretty good. It's it's a BBC 
production. It's got all the high um, quality production that you expect from that. Great script, great acting. Um, and it's just a nice build from the start. Like it just gives you a bit every episode. And before you know it, you're hooked in. Great arc as well. So really, really liked it um, and, and strongly recommend it. There is a theme yeah. to your sure things I've noticed, Dogmat. They seem to have um, outlawed activities, yeah. Russians, <laughs> and there was something else in there that I thought, okay, um, that's interesting. But well, it, it, I mean, to the point, um, the, 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 the main star is, is born in England. His, his father is from Russia, so you're not really getting that heavy Russian influence. Right. It's more, you know, an English star. But um, it's, just, it's just a really good show. It's really easy to watch, and it's... Um, okay. Quite exciting. Now, uh, the one that I'm going to call out, now I, I personally um, uh, didn't get into Breaking Bad, but I um, had heard about this character, Saul Goodman, and uh, Better Call Saul uh, was, um, was a show that I, I caught up with when they dropped the series last year, and they've also dropped one this series. I think you're up to four now. Uh, anyway, it's a really good show. Um, it's got a nice steady pace about it. Uh, it's it's based, um, as I said, it's um, it, it relates to if you've watched um, Breaking Bad, Saul Goodman, who starts off as G, uh, Jimmy McGill and then moves into this character that he creates called Saul Goodman. Um, and as cheesy as that sounds, uh, don't let that be a reason not to watch the show. It's really solid, great performances, great production value. And I, I've got to say, there isn't a series so far that dips um, it's, it's really consistent and they do bring new characters in quite well uh, and it doesn't seem contrived like sometimes it does uh, with some other shows. So, yeah, if, there's, uh, if it's not one you've seen before, uh, and it's on stand, by the way. Now, uh, now Booz... you two have seen this. Yep. Now, Booz, I'm thinking most people who'd be tuning into our podcast and wanted to, to listen about shows would have seen Breaking Bad. I mean, it is one of the great shows. Yes, I'm one of the few not um, to have seen I've it. I've seen right? it. Tick, you've seen it. Yeah. About three um, so, but saying that, I've not. I've, I think I've seen one season of Better Call Saul, and it just mm. I wasn't ready to move on from Breaking Bad yet. I'm right. Now um, I'm hearing from everybody; it's got the same production levels of Breaking Bad and the same sort of because um, um, they don't hit you over the head straight away. It's, it's a slow build, isn't it? Oh, it's, it hasn't intersected yet. After you know, from what I can gather. Um, and it's certainly none of the main characters and the and where that heads. I think it's about to get there, but it hasn't gotten there in any full form yet. No. Tick, are you in any hurry to watch it? No, I just see. I was thinking of watching it, and then I watched that El Camino. Oh, that, uh, that, that was yeah, that that hurt terrible. me as well. Yeah, and I just thought, you know what? I've got memories of Breaking Bad, and I've got memories of how Game of Thrones it ended, and I don't <laughs> want to spoil them. Yeah, right. Gotcha. Well, I, I, I'd be interested if you uh, roll the dice on it. I'm going to try and get onto Breaking Bad now at some point and, uh, and do a catch-up. But Bruce, yeah, having not seen it, it didn't seem to matter to me anyway. Is Better Call Saul a bit harder to binge? Is it a bit more... Uh, can you put screens in front of you to watch it? Or? No, no, no. Yeah, you've got to pay attention. Cool. Yep. Yep. Good stuff. That sounds All right, really have good. we got some more? Oh, I do. Yeah, yeah. I've got a um, show which has been out for quite a while, uh, but it's got probably more relevance now than what it did even when it was released. And that's When They See Us, yeah. uh, which is about the false um, prosecution and ultimate conviction of, uh, I think it was five um, teenage boys in New York in the late 70s, I think maybe early 80s. 
uh, of the rape of a female in um, the New York City and the prosecution uh, actually turned out about 15 years, 20 years later, maybe to be false. And just, they sort of go through uh, the backstory of the, of the, of the boys who, one of who was only 13 at the time. Right. Um, They're known as the Central Park Five. Yeah. The Central Park Five. And basically just the abhorrent behavior of police and the prosecutor to, effectively pin the crime on these boys that really just at all times appeared to not add up with the evidence most particularly because I think one of them um, hadn't even been through puberty and wasn't capable of doing the thing. Well, they weren't even near the scene of the crime. No, not not near the scene. You'll you'll constantly see like the holes in the, in the prosecution's case and you'll constantly see the prosecution just trying to get it, get a result. Yeah, and one of the really interesting things out of it is what Donald Trump, the actual Donald Trump, did at the time to incite uh, racial hate. And look, it's just one of those things where, just to be honest, nothing's really changed. And it's pretty hideous, the fact that um, America is still in that position and you watch it and you're just just holding your your head in your hands going, how could this possibly have happened and continue to happen and and it puts a lot of what's happening today into context as well doesn't it yeah brilliant show i think it's about five um episodes of a mini series but it's extremely gripping really well acted i'll I'll recommend the follow-up to that as well oprah winfrey had a special straight after that that where to from here yeah um and just had first of all the actors and then the, the actual boys and yeah that was a really good one out of TV as well. So I think yeah. it's on YouTube available. So yeah, great, great, great. Yeah. Have you got any others, Dog Matt? Nah, but I'd, geez, I'd love to recommend that high, highly as well. well. Tick a beat you to it. Um, just a couple I'm going to quickly mention before we wrap up. Uh, comedians in cars getting coffee. There's another Ricky Gervais episode. If you've uh, ever been watching that one, it's on, it's on Netflix. Jerry Seinfeld is the, yep. the host. Um, and also there's a recent one with Eddie Murphy as well. Uh, really good to contrast those two interactions that Jerry has with, um, with those guys. He's also dropped a recent um, interview uh, with an audience that he and, and uh, Eddie Murphy had. And it's re- if you're an Eddie Murphy fan, which, you know, I think all three of us are, yeah, probably Dogma, you, Avon, and Ticker and I, um, the... The car ride's quite a good episode. When they have the interview with the audience, um, Eddie Murphy is very disconnected. It's it's fascinating to watch, and especially when you consider the sort of Eddie Murphy that we grew up with uh, in the eighties. Uh, he, he explains a little bit about what different, what sort of different cat he's become. Um, but yeah, re- really good. And Watchmen for anyone who really liked the film, an outstanding series. Yeah, that gets great raps, Buzz. Uh, I'm going to say with the Watchmen, it, it, it probably deserves us going into depth on that one. Yeah, we'll do that in another one. Yeah, okay. one, of the better, one of the better shows I've seen in the last few years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and so with that, we move on to our next segment called Movie Night.
So movie night, we talk about uh, film rather than TV shows. And Tika, you've got the first one. I do, yeah. And look, Dogmate alluded to it earlier. Um, the only thing that's going to get uh, my better half interested is some carnage, some blood, uh, <laughs> a, a montage, maybe a dance scene. And this movie, uh, Rambo, Last Blood, has all of it. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, you, you, you would be amazed uh, how good this movie is. It's the movie of the decade. And I know we're only a, couple of, only a couple of months in, okay? But I haven't seen a movie better than this for some time. Um, it's You saw like, Eurovision. I did, yeah. Okay. It's significantly better than that. Um, we, uh, we have Rambo, who now lives in Arizona. Uh, he appears to be some sort of horse wrangler. I'm not sure why. Um, he lives with some Spanish people. Again, unexplained. Well, Rambo's he a Spanish has, name. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is. Um, he ends up in Mexico. Um, he gets mixed up with the cartel. Oh, down there. Um, sorry, dog, they're not Russian, but I'm sure you'll still like it. I'll do a short thing next week. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was loud. Yeah, and uh, that was Kylo Ren with that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's, at one point, it's just you have to actually ask yourself, how did we get to this place where John J. Rambo, Vietnam vet, you know, from 1980s, classic, you know, shoot 'em up is in a nightclub in Mexico, um, chasing down gangsters. Like it's just the world's gone crazy. But yet all of that, it still works because okay. there's death, there's murder, there's revenge, there's incomprehensible English that requires <laughs> subtitles. There's a sort of quasi weird love scene. I don't even know what it is. There's just two people. There's one scene where Stallone is standing side on and his Botox lip is just sticking out at a very unusual angle. But it just works on so many levels. As I said, the movie of the of the decade. And I just so cannot when, recommend it. So when Rambo, when Rambo finally finishes his career, he's going to have a massive honour board. Like imagine going through all his awards and all his... Yeah. Uh... <laughs> his death count is unbelievable. And can I remind you that he fought not against the Taliban, with the Taliban in the 1990s uh, in Rambo 3 which was bizarrely named because it was actually the second Rambo. The first Rambo is actually called First Blood. So anyway, it's very confusing. Um, You're making but, down all that whilst running a um, uh, Dunkin' Donuts franchise, um, which is, I don't know how he managed to do it, but... Little known fact. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, amazing. <laughs> I threw that one in. Yeah. Well, that sounds good, Tick. I'm going to watch that. You should. Uh, based on that, on that yep. review. Because I'm not naturally... Uh, I'm more of a Rocky than a Rambo fan, but yeah, yeah. Know, let's definitely give that a go. And Dog, Matt, you've got one. I think you mentioned... The show version of this yeah, last time? Yeah, so um, uh, Netflix, um, currently they, they're promoting heavily their new show called Snowpiercer, which is not which is firmly based on the movie, um, which um, was directed by Bong Joon-ho, which is of Parasite fame, who took out all the Oscar awards, um, and stars Chris Evans. Um, and look, it, it, it's actually a great action movie, a lot like I'm hearing John Rambo's latest movies. But it's, it's actually a bit of a unique action movie. It's very original. Um, it's all about this train that's going around around the world as out, outside of the train. Uh, Earth has collapsed, a bit of Armageddon about it. And um, people from the back end of the train, which is the cattle class, are trying to move forwards into the uh, upper class of the train and met with different class structures and security along the way. And it's a pretty pretty cool movie and got a bit of commentary on class structure as well as for the for the educated, but it's a uh, uh, production quality very high and it's, it's a bit unique. So unique New York, very, uh, very original. And on Netflix, is that right? Netflix, yeah. Netflix, Snowpiercer. Uh, and mine is, uh, it's on 
a bit different. Apple or Foxtel and Binge, I think it also has it, which is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Um, it is a Quentin Tarantino movie, uh, won an Oscar for... Uh, I say he won an Oscar for Brad Pitt rather than he run, won an Oscar for his performance. And I'll get to that in a second. But uh, it, is, it does feel a bit Tarantino paint by numbers. Uh, very formulaic in my view, um, although entertaining overall. Uh, as for Brad Pitt, who I know you just love, Dicker, no, and I don't know if you're not going to believe. You're not going to believe my take on this. Um, well, he's awesome in it, mate. He uh, he's absolutely destroys Leo. Leo was weird in this movie. Yeah, yeah, I I do agree with that. I I would say that I didn't think that Brad Pitt was as good as you might have thought. In that, I thought he deserved to win Best Supporting Actor. If the Best Supporting Actor is to basically literally support the other actor, and I I acknowledge that he did a good job of helping Leo through the movie. I didn't think it was a great film. I thought Margot Robbie, although she had limited scenes, stole um, yep. the show when she was Yeah, young. I thought she was really she was great. Um, was I awesome. thought the ending was just so stupid and contrived. <laughs> the and ending was classic awesome. Tarantino's attempt to recreate history. It was like... Yeah, that, that threw me off as well. A bit, oh, a bit off. See, yeah. The unnecessary Bruce, Lean's, Bruce Lee scene, I can understand why his family wants to sue him. It was so stupid. Um, but despite that, it was fun. It was too long. Some of the scenes went on too long. Um, yeah. If you like Pulp Fiction, you're not going to get anything from this film. <laughs> if you were more like Django or Inglorious Bastards, maybe, maybe you know, you'll be pretty happy. Um, but it's a very long, it's about three hours. Very long yeah, it's, film. It's definitely on brand, isn't it, for, uh, for Tarantino? If you like his brand, yeah. you will, look, I, I did enjoy it, um, but it's, 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 it hasn't got the pulp. No, it's just okay, uh-huh. isn't it? No. It's not as sharp as that. Well, I actually found it a bit like that with the Hateful Eight. There was like 50 minutes of just complete rubbish in the middle. Yeah. Like yeah. the start was sort of okay. Then there was just this garbage in the middle, which had nothing to do with anything. Yeah. Brad Pitt actually was the best part. And as you said, Margot was really good. I actually love the ending. I thought the ending was unreal. Oh, it was like, you know what reminded me of overall that film? You know the last 20 minutes of Django where you go, we don't need this. You've already finished the film and now he pops up Tarantino with uh, that strange guy that escapes me and then Don Jarrett. And then they, they kind of that have another very, 20 minutes. Yeah, it felt weird. a bit like that. Like, do we, do we need that much of this? So I, I didn't enjoy it that much, but um, it is one of the few films um, out there that have been recently added to the streaming services that have come out you know, in the last year that are probably any good. I think that's just something about where film probably was out in the last year, but... Mm. Uh, anyway, it's a bit, bit of a neg- from negative nail yeah. on that one. Of course, yeah, that's the yeah. shining light. Um, and uh, I think we might have a, a caller coming through. Just uh... hey, <laughs> Adrian, <laughs> I'm your worst nightmare. <laughs> oh, I loved you in um, your most recent movie. It's me, Slash. <laughs> It's the guy from Rambo. <laughs> now, I was listening to your review, and uh, all I'm going to say, Dicker, is I'm coming for you. <laughs> oh, that's nice about you. No, it's very uh, nice. You know what my favorite people say to me? Hey, Sly, what was your favorite line in the movie? My favorite line, I didn't even say it. It was from your favorite film, Doug Matt, Tango and Cash. <laughs> When Kirk Russell turns to my character and says, you broke that jaw. <laughs> anyway, tell uh, me, guys, what should I be watching? I don't month? know, but you've suddenly turned into Arnie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Very, very odd. I'll tell you what to look out for, Sly. 
um, is coming out on Netflix. Dog Matt, I think. Have you seen Cobra Kai? I've on seen YouTube? the first couple of seasons. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's going to drop on Netflix next yeah. month. I have think. you heard of this buzz? No. No. So this is like the so it's uh, Karate Kid twenty part Karate no, Kid. So it's Karate Kid twenty years later, where everybody's at. And oh, with Ralph Macho and blah blah blah. blah. Yeah, yeah, no, and it's, just, it's actually pretty clever, Tick. Yeah, so they, I, I actually haven't seen it, but all I was saying was I'm really looking forward to watching it. My sister um, is a massive Karate Kid fan. She loved it, and they're obsessed with it. Uh, so, you guys haven't seen season one, so you guys haven't seen nah. season one. Right, so it's kind of season three. Season one, it starts like it's taking it's just a parody of itself, and you think, okay, and then somewhere down two episodes in, it just clicks. It's... Great to watch. So that's coming know. on Netflix. Yeah, I think next month. Right. The other thing, just really quickly, that I'm looking forward to is Mark Burnett, uh, maker of um, Survivor, uh, yeah. has got a new show coming out in August, which I know is a little bit down the track, but I'm presuming we may not be back on air after the FCC has finished listening to this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, is a show called Eco Challenge, and that's got Bear Grylls Bear basically Grylls. dropping. Right. Dropping a whole lot of people in the bush, and uh, I actually know a couple of people that are in it. Oh, wow. uh, not name dropping, but um, yeah, it's a really uh, that'll be one of the, one to watch. The new sort of Survivor style Bear grill show, um, reality meets you know craziness out in the jungle. So I mean, keep an eye for stuck that. In plenty of crevasses, and I don't mm. mean that metaphorically. No. Um, Dogman. Um. Peter Brock's got a documentary that's coming out next month. Um, it's going to be in the cinemas, I think. And Peter Brock. Gonna, Peter Brock. Yeah. yeah, it's called Over the Top. Um, it's a rent at home on Fox and Apple TV. I think it's coming out next. I mean, look, it's, I think it's going to go through the whole life of Peter Brock. He's amorous ways. I think he was known to be a bit of a pants man in his time, and obviously all the thrills of of his driving and obviously his ultimate death. So, uh, spoiler alert. Um, but, um, <laughs> hopefully, um, look, that, that, that's looking like it's going to be a really good, um, doco. I thought when you um, said that he was bringing something out, I thought that would be quite the feat. <laughs> um, Buzz, we started watching morning show. We love it. Um, so thanks for the recommendation. That is really good. Cobra guys on there. Kai's on there. The one show I won't be watching though, uh, Netflix is, and look, they, in one of their logarithms, I'm sure they've got it's right down um, that for documentary athlete A uh, documentary. Doing? Sorry, oh, sorry. There's, they've got logarithms for documentaries. Controversial, a bit oh, of. Right. Uh, it seems like there's a few, been a few on abuse lately. We we were talking about Jeffrey Epstein. There's yep. one yeah, called Athlete A about the American athletes, the gymnastic team, and a few others that were. Um, molested by the trainer and it's just something that I will not be watching because yeah, yeah. one of those harder and harder to watch. Um, so that's one that I won't be watching. Um, but um, yeah. Okay. Sounds that's good. it for me. Uh, one that I've started watching is McMillions and uh, looking yeah. forward. They're actually all six episodes are up on uh, Netflix. Fox, 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 Fox Hell, sorry. Fox Hell. Yeah. Uh, and the, the first episode is pretty good. Um, Actually, you'll possibly enjoy the format a little bit, Dogmat. It's not too dissimilar. I've seen Operation it. Odessa. Oh, there you go. I've seen all of it. Yeah. Similar production. Yeah. Um, and some good characters. I've only seen episode one. So, uh, and I did start watching 365. I think it's called D&I or something or other. Um, 
I don't know. Oh, I'm not <laughs> sure about that. I'm, I'm told that it's supposed to be a great film. So I'm, I'm going to try and push through. Um, and despite everything you said earlier, I'm actually still looking forward to watching the footy. Um, and I was going to pose a question to you all before we close off. So mm. a, bit of a, a bit of an arc back to one of the earlier topics. If you had one thing that you're allowed to do to change the game and improve it, what's the one thing that you think you'd do, Ticker, so you could make okay, it more watchable? Take two players off the field. Really? Yeah. I think oh, this every time. Yeah. It's too many people on the field. Okay. For me to toss up between um, kicking it backwards is not a mark. Yep. So that just speeds that element of it. Or maybe just having three seconds between marks. So rather than having that five to ten seconds, so you, you chip it sideways and there goes another ten seconds, maybe making that a, okay, well, you've had your three seconds, now let's move on just to speed it up. The two sort of... And, and that's... And I still probably agree with Clark. I just pay the free kicks when they're like yeah. holding the ball. I think I just refuse to pay holding the ball. That was One of Jared Healy's big thing is um, team prior opportunity, which I sort of like as well. Which is you don't need to individually have prior op. Yes. But if your teams yeah. had prior op, whoever gets it next mm. then is caught. Then it's a turnover and a free kick. Like just pay the free. Get just it moving. I think they should be bringing in the Joker. Um, from uh, what, was, what was that show called? Uh, it's a knockout. <laughs> and if they could bring something like that into the mix, um, you know, something a bit left of center, I think that would be just something to jazz it up. Maybe even the mascots. Maybe the mascot could come on. They're hosted by Ricky May. Am I right? What? What? Yeah. No, it wasn't Ricky May. No, it was Ricky May. I think Ricky May was a singer, wasn't he? I think he um, also had some um, undisclosed. Anyway, we won't go there. Oh, no, no. Let's not get back into the Jeffrey Epstein. Speaking of Epstein, I'm not sure we're going to close out on this. I actually watched the second episode and they do finally reveal a little bit about how he might have got his money, but that is about all you get and it's back to the same. Confirm, confirm Ricky May was the host. Oh, was he? Oh, there you go. Yeah. And on that, uh, interesting note. Um, anything else we want to add before we close out? I just want to. I just want to make an apology. I think I got um, Kendricks mixed up with the Mara sisters. <laughs> yeah. So I think I was going around in circles there. So she's so she is the more attractive and funnier Kendricks, being the only one of the sisters. She she may have an attractive sister. You, you're thinking of Rooney Mara. Yeah, yeah, and, and yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So Mary the, Mara. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. Can we put As you can see, we are show in the jump shark segment somehow? <laughs> um, we jumped it. Episode one, minute one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, um, we've enjoyed our final show. Uh, <laughs> uh, we'll probably be back on if we uh, get much to watch in the next month. Um, in the meantime, it's in the can. And just before we go off, don't forget to rate us uh, oh, yes. with a five star and or, or maybe to give like us feedback on our uh, Facebook page. Even if negative, we'll take anything at this point. All right, it's in the can. <laughs> in the can. In the can.